2: Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more
3: This is Talk Sport Daily
2: Hello, happy
0: Tuesday and welcome to another, yeah another Andy Goldstein's Talk Sport Daily podcast with me, your host Andy Goldstein And what a pumpkins we've got coming your way is without doubt the best podcast you can listen to today If you want to hear Talk Sporty stuff So let's crack on with it, shall we? And following the news that the championship season is due to resume on the 20th of June. Hurrah, more football's coming back. Yeah, why have your voice there? It went up a bit. Oh, I don't know, it cracked. Yeah, sort that out for the next week. Anyway, Jim White, Natalie Surrey, and Danny Murphy were joined by two championship managers. First, the QPR boss, Mark Warburton, expressed his shock at the decision, saying the clubs were not being informed of the latest developments.
4: Honestly, staggered. I think everyone was staggered last night when the news was suddenly announced. Announced late evening, little consultation. I know our CEO, we've been our son, had no idea. Our medical side had no idea. Nor did I. We had told the players earlier on on a Zoom call that we thought 27th of June would be the earliest, and now they're looking a week earlier. We haven't come back to a week after the, the Premier League, and yet we're starting on the same date. It's ludicrous.
0: Now Danny Murphy didn't hold back with his reaction to Warburton's comments, saying that there's no excuse as to why professional footballer shouldn't be ready to play in just under three weeks' time. No excuse, says Danny Murphy.
5: I played for 20 years and I played professionally. And I also played from the age of five years old till I became a pro. Now, I know about different people needing different amounts of time physically. And one, one thing you have to remember is that, All footballers, I believe, professional footballers, love playing football, first and foremost. And I think the professionalism in the game is as high as it's ever been. I don't see... I haven't heard of one player or any player going back... And by the way, they've been on lockdown, so they've had every day to keep themselves base level of fitness. Now, everyone will tell you how a pre-season works. You do a couple of weeks getting your base level right, getting yourself you know right your your fitness level's well enough to then go on and do the the football the sharp stuff the yeah, full contact yeah. now i'm sorry i mean it's like I can get fit in three weeks to play football if, if I'm training for three weeks solid with the odd day off. That's what pre-season is. How many players play a full season, top players in the world, go to a European Championships or a World Cup, then they have two or three weeks off and they crack on again? Now, a lot of people will say, well, they've had more than two or three weeks. Well, they shouldn't have been having time off. They should have been working hard. You can go and run. You can go do all the circuits you need to do to keep your, your fitness levels at a certain thing. Yes, sharpness and rhythm and momentum of playing football. But three weeks is plenty to get ready to play a game. And, and what they're forgetting is, and the one thing I don't care, everyone's in the same boat.
0: And the Charlton boss, Lee Bowyer, came on the show to express concerns about his squad's situation. Although he was delighted that the club's destiny is now in its own hands, he's likely to be without his key man, Lyle Taylor, as he's now out of contract and refusing to finish the season with a club. Nothing like sticking together for a crisis, is there, lads?
4: We have fifteen out of contract we've got six loans and um nine of our own contracted players out. They finish in the end of june and uh unfortunately for us three of them players have have said that they're they're not going to play L- lowell's one of them lowell's one of them jim and that's that's tough for us that's that's tough for 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 me as the manager Lowell's a big player for us. A bit like Deeney at Watford, you know, similar situation. Uh, he, when he plays, we we win games. And and Lowell said that he's he's not going to play because of risk of injury. Uh, Chris Solly the same. He he said the same. And we've got Davis who's on loan from Birmingham, and, and he says he, he doesn't want to come back and and play games. So uh, yeah, we're three players down, Jim. But that's it's just another another hurdle, but. Jim, we've got another 22, 23 players that do want to play and and that's the most important thing to me now. I have to brush that under the carpet and move on and that's what we'll do as a football club. We'll move on without them players and, and we'll fight to the end.
0: Now, the wonderful Laura Woods was on The Breakfast Show with a very passionate speech yesterday morning on what's happening in America after Jaden Sancho's message on his shirt regarding George Floyd at the weekend.
6: He lifted his shirt to reveal a t-shirt with the words justice for george floyd here are the facts about it george floyd was 46 on may the 25th he died shortly after a police officer called derek chauvin pinned him to the ground by kneeling on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds that police officer has since been charged with murder since there have been five nights of arson and looting in minnesota and surrounding areas There have been huge demonstrations in at least 30 cities across the US. LA declared a state of emergency, activated the National Guard and introduced a curfew. Here in London, thousands took part in an anti-racism march. There were similar marches in Manchester, Cardiff and also in Germany. When I thought about discussing this on air and on social media, I thought I might be called a white privileged woman. What do I know about racism? I do know this, we all know right from wrong. And this radio station has over a million listeners weekly. It has a huge reach. Our audience is predominantly white men. And I guess this could feel uncomfortable for some to hear because it's uncomfortable, but we need to talk about it. You don't have to be a black person to stand up against racism, but you do have the power to support and fight against inequality. You do know right from wrong. You know racism is wrong. If you're listening to this show, it's because you love sport. The world of sport where you celebrate athletes from all different cultures equally. And that same solidarity should be shown off the pitch. Not just black footballers, not just black athletes, black people. The NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, released a statement recognising the power of their platform in communities in America and the need for immediate action. But they find players for standing during the national anthem and continue to ostracise Colin Kaepernick from the National Football League for peacefully protesting against racial inequality and police brutality. Sport is a reflection of society. It can also shape minds and teach values. This weekend Jaden Sancho used his platform to do that, a 20 year old born in London playing for Borussia Dortmund on the biggest stage he has on one of the best nights of his career. And we'd be abusing this platform if we didn't share this message and the message of so many worldwide. George Floyd wasn't the first black man to be killed in this way. Racial injustice is prevalent in our communities in this country too, inside and outside sport. Talking about it is the very least we can do. So all across the back pages this morning are pictures of Jadon Sancho lifting his shirt and releasing the T-shirt underneath with those words, justice for George Floyd.
0: Now we can hear from the super agent Kia Jurabchin with Jim White and Natalie Sawyer cleaning up David Lewis. Oh, that is disgusting. Oh, there's more on the other side. Lewis's situation and why he won't leave Arsenal after a season without trophies.
4: David has never said that he doesn't want to stay or he wants to leave or anything. In fact, more so since Mikel arrived and Edu arrived and you know, and his relationship with even the owners and the CEOs of the club, right through to the players. I mean, he thinks that the club has a huge, huge prospect. And he wants to win trophies. David has always been about winning trophies. All his career, he's done nothing but win trophies. Everywhere he's gone, he's won every title there is to win. And now he wants to do it. He took on the Arsenal project to his heart. He wants to go for it. He wants to win trophies. He doesn't want to
0: leave. In a failure season. Back now to the Breakfast Show, here's Freddie Flintoff admitting that all the shows he's worked on have had canned laughter. By the way, if you're wondering where the canned laughter comes in this link, it's of course from the Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10 pm.
3: Number of shows I do with canned laughter. I know. Why why would you you not have.
7: By the way, by the way, I think canned laughter was invented for your shows by then. <laughs> <laughs> That's why like a struggle, on in, here.
6: In Freddie's contract, it was uh, it was stipulated that me and Ali oh, must we laugh go. all no of show jokes. About
8: punch. Every game means something to someone. I will not have you going on at cricket in the county championship. <laughs> but then suddenly, <laughs> the, at the weekend, you're expected to play an Ashes test.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, Ed. That is fantastic.
2: I tell you what Ali, Laura, I I could possibly not say the first word that came into my head then I tell you what I was I was what? half what? laughing half thinking oh, you got me
0: Time now to from Danny Kelly Sean Custis and Simon Jordan or as we call it at TalkSport Kelly Custis and Jordan no we don't actually no one ever calls this that we basically call it the Simon Jordan show or the ex-husband of Katie Price that's what it's known amongst the TalkSport hierarchy they, Oh, have you got anything for the ex-husband of Katie Price show? Oh, do you mean the one with Danny Kelly and Cous- Yeah, I do. No, we haven't. Oh, nothing at all. Apart from the bit on the press box. And Simon moaning about something yet again, I imagine. Oh, moan, 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 moan. Look at me with my foppy hair.
8: As far as the championship is concerned look i, I am I, i'm pleased in one respect because i had concerns and, and trepidation about the manner in which the football league was allowing itself to be even more alienated and put to one side as the lesser of all the different factions lee who's i know i know him from his leicester days i know him from his southampton days i know he's a pragmatic reasonable man so he won't be throwing his toys out the pram without good reason it's surprising because on one hand you have this this, this this avalanche of people inside the Football League saying Rick Perry is a wonderful communicator doing wonderful things for us, and now we hear that the key component of them coming back hasn't been communicated. Look, whichever way you did it, there was always going to be a challenge, and I suspect that there will be, as Sean rightly points out, lots of hiccups, but momentum is about... is is the key here and once they had momentum going their way with the Bundesliga and then specifically the Spanish league because the Spanish went into lockdown a week before we did so it almost follows they're coming back on June the 11th according to their prime minister I think so it almost follows that uh, we would be looking to say ah we're a week behind them we'll come back a week after them if you if you take that conventional thinking so I'm not surprised but you'll see the infighting start to ramp up now. Here's Maka
0: now, who? Ali McQuist, with a story on how Gaza used to come into his room at 2am in the morning just to watch a bit of telly, as you do.
7: Make no mistake about it, absolute nutcase of the highest order. I mean, completely and utterly George draft I mean, daft. I mean, I, I tell a story, we, when we used to go to the um, the hotel in Glasgow, we, we, we had to change our room. M- my roommate and I, we and we aunt. We used to change our room and used to say to the, the girls and the guys at reception on oh, no account, on oh, no account give Mister Gascoigne our room details, because he would invariably get the spare key and he'd turn up at two, three in the morning just to watch the telly, because he used to he, he hated being himself and he wanted a bit of company. And the door, the door. Many a night we'd been, me and the wee man would be sitting sleeping and the, the door would open and Gascoigne would walk in and he wouldn't even acknowledge it, he'd just turn on the tellys. <laughs> watch the telly in the room oh he was nuts absolutely nuts but what a a, a, a lovable lovable uh, lovable guy and a great friend
0: now tonight from 7pm on the new series Up Front With former Liverpool striker Ian Rush Rushy is in conversation with Sam Matterface and over the course of an hour they discuss his time at Liverpool that's Rush's, not Sam Matterface spending a season out in Italy Rush again not Matterface and finishing playing in Australia that one could be Sam Matface, actually. Anyway, Rush also played for Leeds United, and here he discusses how the newly appointed manager George Graham did everything he could to try and force the striker out the club when he arrived. That's Rushy, not Sam Matface.
1: You know, at the end of the season, um, he just said, "Listen, you, you best find yourself a club uh, because you know, you're not really wanted at Leeds United." And I said, "Well, you know, until I get a club, um, you know, I'm staying there. I've got another year to go and all that." And he had there's what five was in uh, that pre season, he had us um training with the kids, you know, with Tony Yaboa, you know, Thomas Brawling, Carlton Palmer, myself and you know, I felt I felt a It Needed a bit more respect, really, because I was 36 years old. Mm. You know, I'd done a lot on the game. I know George had been fantastic in the game himself, you know, and I know good luck to him, but uh, I think he could have um, helped me a bit more there. For for one instance, like they just signed Jimmy Floyd Asselbank, you know, and and obviously Jimmy was uh, doing weights, and George asked me at 36 years old to start doing weights. I think, are you serious? You <laughs> know, I've never done a in my life playing for Liverpool. I'm not going to start now. You know, <laughs> you know, and uh, obviously that didn't go down well. But uh, look, I got the chance again to to go to Newcastle, so I took it.
0: Time now to check in with the ginger fellow and the bowler. This is Adrian Durham and Darren Goff on drive with Adam Catchall looking back at Andy and Joshua's shock defeat to Andy Ruiz Jr. a year ago yesterday. Would you believe it? Yeah, I would actually, yeah.
3: Jurel Miller got under his skin. It was something to get his teeth into. He fancied it a little bit. And then if you remember in April, Jurel Miller's Miller, he's walking around like a walking, talking pharmacy. He's got, got, got that many drugs inside him. He's been popped for everything under the sun. So he's out. And then AJ is looking for a late replacement. And there were so many different names that were being bounded around. And, and I think Andy Ruiz was right at the bottom of the list. That opponent wasn't the American debut, was it? You know, you look at it and it wasn't the could big coming to America moment for for Anthony Joshua, and I think he was kind of going through the motions a little bit. I mean, listen, I don't want to speak for him, but my my take on it was that he was going through the motions. He was supposed to knock this guy over. It was a bit of a whatever. Um but on the night it most certainly wasn't any of that that I've just said.
6: We are witnessing
7: one of the biggest shots in modern heavyweight. What is the referee
8: oh,
2: doing
3: At the time of watching the press conference and seeing his post-fight interview, and I was in two minds whether he was taking it extremely well or he was being a classy, really classy champion, and he had a, an idea of the bigger picture. And obviously now, hindsight, you look back at that and you can say, listen, that was a special moment that he could see that he made a mistake on that particular night, and he went away, worked on what he was working on, and got the job done at the back end of last year to regain those belts. Um, He reminds me, I don't know about you guys, but I've made a lot of comparisons with this to Conor McGregor. When Conor McGregor took a last-minute fight against Nate Diaz and got beat, he fronted up as well. AJ fronted up that night. I think he went to the doctors for a concussion test, but he still made sure that he did his press conference, whereas nobody else could speak. Eddie Holmes was dumbfounded, he couldn't say anything, his management couldn't say anything but AJ fronted up he, he took he took the press on, he said listen I was the guy fighting, I've made a mistake, so we're going to go back to the drawing board, I'm going to get the job done and I'll get those belts back and look at the way he got those belts back as well, in, in a six month period he taught himself to box in a way that is alien to him he's a front foot fighter, he comes through, he's seeking to destroy and he beat Andy Ruiz on the back foot in the Middle East and got his belts back, that says a lot about where this guy's mentalities at
0: and last, but by no means least, of course, it's the best bits of my show, Andy Goes to Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from ten pm. We had some great guests on actually last night. Um, I don't know who Tom, the producer, is going to put in because, of course, I'm recording these links before the show. So let's find out who we chose. Bob, you're going to help us out with the draw for the semi-finals of the Sports Bar. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so uh, there's a uh, virtual bag of balls in front of you, so to speak, and but you're going you to draw. You're, in a minute, right with your balls, you're going to draw the home team. Jason will draw the away team, OK? OK. All right, so put your hand in, Bob. Just have a, a little Just remind us the numbers, Stinks.
3: Remind us the numbers, stink. Oh,
0: yeah, so, so number one is fruit. Number two is chocolate. Number three is beer. Number four is half jave. The, the semifinals will be played Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, live on the Sports Bar. OK. Right, OK, Bob, do you want to just feel about in the uh, in the bowl for the balls? Yeah. Have a little uh, mooch right around.
9: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> OK. Okay, that's enough. Okay, put put out what number you got, Bob. Yeah. Number one. Number one is fruit. Okay, Jay, put your hand in. Okay. Okay. And you got, got it. S- oh, there's a lot rummaging, uh, Jay. Yeah, I know, I know. There's a lot of balls in there for. It's,
5: it's been a while since I felt this many balls in a bag. Okay, I've got okay. number. Hey,
0: you've got number th- three. Is that three? That it's is a three. three. That a three. A three. That's oh. beer. You've got beer. Mm-hmm. Good beer. work. So Bobby, put your hand in again.
8: Okay. Slightly. Yeah. Okay.
1: Number it's it's
8: uh, number
0: four. It is number four. That's aftershave. After. Oh yeah, I've got some good aftershave. Yes, they're a very good team. And Jay, hopefully yeah. it should be. Uh, it's just should, simple, be it? There's There's it should be number two. There's only one ball in. That.
5: That's what I'm used to. One ball uh, in, yeah, in
0: the Sounds there's other balls in there, Jay.
5: No, there's only one ball in the sack. So sounds like there's a few more in no, there. No, no, trust me, there's only one ball. <laughs> OK. No. It's... should
0: be number two, Jay. Uh,
5: hold on, I'm enjoying this. Oh, there you go. There you go OK, number, OK.
0: Number two. number two, there you, go. Yeah, there you go. That completes the draw for the semi-finals of the Sports Bar Cup. Oh well done Tom Yeah, I'll be honest Even now I'm saying Well done Tom I still don't know Who he chose Because I'm still recording These links before the show So uh, tweet me in 5 Just say Tom chose Blank For today's podcast Not, Don't say the word blank Put who Anyway You get That really is it though Genuinely right, Reminder you can download Previous podcasts and future ones From ACAST Spotify And Apple Pods Make sure you have a good day. I'll be back tonight from 10pm for more sports bar action alongside old moonface himself, Jason Cundy. In the meantime, have a good day. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. Have a barbecue at your mates if they've got a garden. Don't use their toilet, although I think you can use their toilet as long as you clean it afterwards. It's a bit weird, isn't it? But anyway, above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
3: That was a podcast from Talk Sport.